fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale, and I have with me top 20 CrossFit Games athlete, Shelby Neal. What's going on, Shelby? Good. How are you? How are you? Good. Are you actually in the pool? No, I'm just no, on the I'm... couch. <laughs> oh, okay. It looks like you're on a float, like going across the pool, <laughs> which would be awesome. I could be, but just got off of work, so I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> So I want to open this. This isn't how I plan to open it, but there's a person in the chat who is a big fan of yours because he belongs to the Southland comp, comp group. Oh, yeah. Trained. Okay. And you went down there and trained with them. Mm -hmm. And I have heard nothing but positive feedback about your <laughs> being there and how cool you were and how fit you were. How did you get connected with the Southland group? Yeah, so um, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Alexis Johnson before, and I met her when I was 15 years old and getting into CrossFit before I had made it to the games as a teenager, and so she was kind of like my first CrossFit Games like role model that I had met, um, and every year I would train with her when she came to North Carolina to visit her aunt, and like every Christmas we would kind of I'd have a yearly check-in and see how close I was to being a CrossFit Games athlete. And um, so, yeah, so recently she moved to North Carolina and her and her um, other teammate on her team, Shaylin, were training with me for the games and they had their male um, team members come visit because they kind of like, I think they did a couple weekends at each person's kind of home base. And when they came to 12 State, it was kind of a, a big deal. We We really enjoyed having them, but talked to Brandon Luckett on the team and I got a little invite to come to their camp, which I was super excited about. I like said yes immediately. And yeah, I was really excited. It was kind of like, do you want to come to this camp in like three months? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. And then it, it came up and I'm like, I can't believe it's happening. I actually get to go. I thought they would forget to, to contact me again. So one of the connections is one of our listeners, Corey Leonard. Hey, Corey. Um, uh, Shelby was awesome. She's a great human. Corey was awesome. <laughs> and one of the other connections I have to Southland is three miles down the street from me is the fittest 40 to 44 year old man. He may not have been at the camp. You were just attended, okay. but his name is Rudy Berger and he was training with them all spring leading up to the games. Yeah. I think I heard, I know Roy was training with a couple other masters athletes. I think I heard, or they have a, yeah. quite a bit. It seems like it's a hub for, athletes kind of in the state surrounding Louisiana all kind of seem to come come down so there's definitely a really good group there yeah I'm in Ohio so I don't know how Rudy got down there oh he's um, in Ohio <laughs> he's in Ohio but yeah um I didn't but realize he, but the imam company is pretty it's pretty international so they have the hand and everything so well they love it they they love the support and Roy is in the same division as Rudy and I met Roy in Pasadena 
at the semifinals and then got to watch him at the games because he made it to the games this year. And that was, so yeah, I get, I know a lot of the people, Scott Tetlow, um, Matt Poulin was down there before the games. Um, a lot of people. So I have a lot of connections to that group and it was really cool seeing you in the video for that camp. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Like that's exactly what I was hoping to, you know, keep continue experiencing in CrossFit is like getting the chances to travel and meet people and do, participate in camps or coaching camps like those are all experiences that I'm really thankful for and hope I get to continue doing as I kind of start to make a bigger name for myself I'm always always up for an invite anyone want to invite me places I will go <laughs> well speaking of man you're jumping around my notes so far but we're gonna have fun with it <laughs> so speaking of invites I thought I saw I, I saw you on the leaderboard for Dubai Meaning oh, that they did you an invite, and I think I saw on your story that you got an invite. Have you accepted? Yeah. Oh, I got it. Accepted it immediately. <laughs> okay, because you love to travel. I do. Yeah. So I'm. I haven't quite uh, planned anything yet, but I have seen you know generally pictures of Dubai and other like natural wonders in that area, and I definitely want to go to the competition, compete, and then spend a week or two in Dubai and, or, you know, maybe make my way to back home, like hit, hit a couple spots in Europe before coming back to the U S but yeah, I, I definitely want to make a, a big trip out of that. So very excited. <laughs> I never yeah, would have gone to Dubai if it wasn't for the competition. Cause I thought I can't afford it. Basically <laughs> I was like, I'll go when I'm like, have more money when I'm older and I'll, I'll go do that for now. I'll, I'll stick to camping, <laughs> but <laughs> So, so I, when I heard that you took the invite, my first thought was that's a long plane flight and I'm sure Shelby is going to work her way to some other locations to break that up a little bit. I don't know. I think I might work it on the way back so I okay. can actually, cause I, I'm just, I get really nerd. Like I get nerves when I compete and it's better if I just focus on competing. Then when I'm done, I get to celebrate and do something on the way back so i might like work my way there as in work remotely <laughs> work work <laughs> See, yes i don't you love my, i've been working remote for three years do not ever take that away from me yeah i drove 50 um, minutes home today so it's it's not good <laughs> um so once the excitement wore off of the invite to dubai did it hit you that they have these super extreme events every year that you're going to have to take on? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the, you know, the, I think it was the sand dune run and the tallest building in the world climbing that. And that was like what I was most excited for was those experiences that other people can never say they've ever done or, or get to experience, you know, like, and I would probably never do it myself, even, you know, just I would never be not, not that motivated, but I would never just let's go to the tallest building in the world and climb it all the way to the top. Like, no, I'm on vacation. I want to go do something fun. And that doesn't sound the most fun. <laughs> like I, I like right. to rest hard. So I definitely uh, it would be something I would never do if, if not for the competition, which is a cool experience to have. So last year we we followed several athletes through the season from the from the game from the open to wherever they made it. One of those was Emily Rolf. And so we got to know her really well. And we asked her about that, the run up the Burge. And oh, yeah. she was like, 
when you get to the top, it was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Like it was so cool to be able to be in a place that you can't even pay to get to and take pictures from that, that spot. Yeah. Like it's just a once in a lifetime deal. And exactly. it was almost worth the run up the steps. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what they'll throw at us. You never know. They seem to come yeah, up with something new every year that no one expects. So, Right. And that sand dune thing, I think, is the worst thing they ever threw at anybody. <laughs> but then they, then they have things like acid bath, which was super short. But people couldn't even walk off the floor. Yeah, that video of people. It's a, the um, C2 bike, right? And they, they like, hobbled off the floor or, or they, like, it, fell it as they all, come off the bike. All three machines. All three machines. So it was, what, row 1,000, ski 500, Oh bike a thousand something like that thing yeah it was it's all three mm-hmm. whatever it was and it finished on the bike and everybody hobbled to the the back it was crazy but then stupid me tried it i wanted to try it yeah because I, I love the machines that's like one of my best things and it does hurt it just it's a there's sprint. no two ways yeah. about it. those Come. sprints are dangerous you got to be in the right head headspace for one of those yeah and you got that at semis this year with that sandbag toe to bar bike i mean it was very similar there was there was no stopping if you stopped you were going to fall behind and your whole game's invite is resting on that so you have to go you have to go dark right yeah definitely that's definitely what i did i kind of you know trusted myself and trusted the training and just said like we have to send it like there's no if we don't send it we'll we'll never know the outcome so better to try than be safe at that point. So you make it to the games this year in your rookie season. Mm-hmm. I had you, I had you picked for 21st. I came really darn close. <laughs> Almost not close enough. Really <laughs> you, you, no, you, you outperformed my pick, yeah. which I'm super excited for mm-hmm. a lot. But in fairness, I had you higher than most experts had you. And it was because you were one of the most well-rounded athletes I've ever seen at the semifinal level. Thank you. And the only thing that was holding me back from moving you up more was just lack of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is crazy. Not sorry. Not, I'm not saying you're crazy. Just it's crazy. Cause like, I also feel like I've been doing CrossFit for so long, like since I was 15. So I think I'm used to being doubted, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't hate yeah, you I, for it. <laughs> I come from watching a lot of sports, right? Mm-hmm. And and I consider the CrossFit Games the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And they it, always talk about, like, if you haven't experienced that big game, like, the nerves and the anxiousness can get to you. And yeah. I know you were there as a team. So that's why I moved you up even a little bit more than I probably mm-hmm. would have. But every teen I've talked to tells me elite and teen experience is completely different. It's funny because I, I think I thought that as a teenager, but as an individual, I was like, this is exactly the same. <laughs> There's literally really? no difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's all in your head kind of thing. People think that it's different until you're at that level. And then it's like, oh, it's the same. We're all the same. <laughs> We're doing the same thing. What'd you say? If I would have heard, heard you say that before the games, I would have moved you up more. 
Well, actually, so I didn't realize that until I was at the games. And I'm like, oh, I've done this exact thing before. I've done this in Madison before. Um, and this is just like semifinals. And I'm trying my best to not be overly stressed about, um, you know, I'm at the games and like, this is my rookie year and like blowing it. And, you know, no one believes in me anymore. Like all that stress doesn't need to need to happen. Like there's no expectations. And so I can just go into this event and just be confident and start setting the like expectation. We're setting the starting point kind of from here out. It's kind of how I was looking at it. Which is a great attitude because you'd already been there. You already knew where athlete village was. You knew where the Coliseum was. You knew where <laughs> or North park was right. Like you yeah. knew the, the routes to get to everything. Well, I have a terrible um, sense of direction, so I didn't know, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was also a long time ago, so I didn't really, I didn't really know where I was. I was just told, I just got told where to go. And I, I did that. I listened to directions. <laughs> so you said that it's been a long time ago. So it was 2016 and 17. Mm-hmm. You competed in the 16, 17 year old division. Um, once in Carson, once in Madison. With all of these young athletes coming up and come and hitting it 17, mm-hmm. 18, going to the games, did you ever question yourself from 2017 to now whether you, you had what it took to get there? Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like it's really hard when people use, you know, age as a metric and say, you know, it just it hurts the the ego a little bit when you're like, Oh, you know, like these people who are like three to four years younger than me are achieving my goal before me. Like, what's it going to look like when, if I ever make it there and like I'm competing against them, like they're going to crush me with their now two, three years of experience. And it can, it can get in your head. Um, if you think like that. And I just kind of somewhere along the way, like in the middle of training for the games, I had this thought of like, like everyone's going to peak at their correct time, I guess. And for me with like, whatever it is, my, my anatomy or my genetics or whatever, like the right time for me to peak was when I was 22 years old. And some people that's when they're 18 and like, you can never, you know, you can't compare yourself to other people's timeline and their clock. And I really feel like, like I really grew into myself as an athlete and it made sense when I came out this year and I think I'll continue to get better. Like, I still feel like I'm still getting better, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like I just squeaked in. It's like every single lift I have, I'm PRing. Every single, um, every single uh, whatever, cardio, you know, aerobic base I'm building, I'm PRing. So, essentially, like, I'm just kind of coming into, like, when my, when my like, peak athleticism is, is kind of how I see it. Um, and like, it's not like I wasn't trying before, like, you know, I wasn't giving it my all. It's just, it might not have been the time genetically for me to peak and everyone peaks at different times. Like we can see the bell curve of women and men and like it changes for everybody as well. Like there's people that fall wherever they fall in that bell curve. So that's what I thought. Anyways, I'm ranting. (laughs) Of course you're going to bring mathematics into this with your engineering background. But, um, my, my other question to you is you had to fight for it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that means something when you, so when you got there, Mm -hmm. like you have, you have nothing to lose almost, right? You've, you fought for years to get there. And then, and then you have a top 20 
a top 20 performance in your first year as a, as a rookie. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and it was funny because when I finished, it was kind of like that feeling of, of like, when I hit top, top 20, I was so excited. I was like, I can't believe this happened. You know, I was ecstatic. And then when I realized like I was 18, I was like, man, I feel like I lost. Like, I kind of feel like I'm in the back of the pack of where I want to be of like all the people that made it through all the tests. And it was like a sinking feeling of like, it's not enough even still. Um, but now looking back, I can justify why, you know, top 20 is great for me. Um, but like other people like thinking about their placings, like I think it was Alex Kazan, la like last year she got, I think she got like something in the twenties, like 22nd or something. And then this year going on, like fighting for a podium spot at one point and like well within the top 10, I don't remember what she placed, but like she was around top five to top seven, I think, or something. Um, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, I placed higher than her this year than she did her rookie year. And like, I have to think like that. Like I want to be in her shoes where she placed this year and I'm setting myself up for that next year. And so that's kind of how I see it. Like I just need to like justify, I need to like trick myself and justify how I'm going to do it next year and get better. It's, it's so funny. You use her as an example because she's one of the athletes we followed through the games this year. Yeah. She's amazing. And, she's awesome. And, and so coming in, her goal was top 10, but as the weekend went on, mm -hmm. that expectation started to change. Yeah. Because she was sitting in a podium spot. It was a possibility. Yeah. And then as she was like finishing sixth in an event, she was almost disappointed. Yeah. And yep. like, and so we also had Justin, it's going to come out in a documentary soon, but Justin's <laughs> talking about like, like this is better than we expected. Yeah. Yeah. You can't move the target on yourself midweek. And it yeah, sounds like exactly. that's what happened to you. You got to top 20 and then the target moved. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're top 20 and you know, they'll call all the athletes and then it's like, Oh, I'm in like, I'm in last right now. It's a, that's how it starts to feel, but it's not, you know, you're top fit, the top 50%, you know, that's what, that's why I wanted to be top 20 is to be in like the 50th percentile and, and just feel like, you know, I, I was, despite not having the experience, like you said, of, of all these people being in the individual division and, not letting that kind of get in my head and stop me from um, excelling in workouts that I know I can excel in. Well, and all the people that were eliminated along the way, right? <laughs> you forget about all of that as well. You, yeah. You're 18th in the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're, there's only 20 people left, it does feel weird. Yep. But yeah. you, you left carnage in your wake of all the people that didn't get to where you got to. Yeah, exactly. And, and really, like, I really wanted, it was all about the experience. Like you want to experience all the workouts, no matter how terrible they are. <laughs> like just being able to say that you did every single workout at the CrossFit Games in, the, in 2023 is a cool thing to say. So um, if anything, I could say that. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny because as I'm talking to other athletes, because the, the size of the field reduces, like where they finish, they could finish the same place saturday and sunday but it means something different because the field was less yeah yeah that's that's yeah. one thing i didn't love because well because it just i just noticed as i was looking at the leaderboard um 
that there it was really hard to move the last like more and more you know it, the leaderboard started to get really set even if you had a you know a huge event win you still didn't like jump up like you would typically with like 40 athletes and like I noticed that with um, Olivia when she won the last event you would think she would have moved up like a lot and I feel like it wasn't a big jump when she won that last event like I feel like she I would have expected her to to move up higher um, with that event win. But it also, I mean, I guess it makes sense. There's more, you know, points on the board already. But I just, I think they need to change the point spread a little bit. It seems a little, a little strange, a little fishy. <laughs> and, the, and what, what, so I am not a proponent of cuts. I think you make it that far. You should get to play the whole weekend. At most, you cut 10 on Saturday night so that it's a <laughs> lesser field on Sunday. I could even go with that. But yeah. we, one of the yeah. other athletes we followed was Kelly Baker. Mm -hmm. She moved 10 spots from Friday night to Saturday night, got cut, got let back in because of a withdrawal. Yeah. And moved up 10 spaces to 21st. Yeah. I mean, in one day. That... Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> I think I would. I mean, it's just the fact that, like, any of the athletes, like, any big-name athletes, like, it almost makes people who are rookies and, you know, don't have a bunch of Instagram followers can, you know, kind of be pushed to the side and, like, we don't care about you guys. Like, we only care about the big names and the ones who've been here for five, ten years and, like, we're all trying to, you know, make a living off of this a little bit. Some, some people 100%, some a little bit. So it can kind of be a little, like... I don't know what the word is like a little frustrating um, when like they don't consider that. Um, but at the same time, like it was cool, a cool process to go. Uh oh, sorry. I got a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a cool process, like make it through the cuts. And then um, when I finally did make it, I mean, it was a cool achievement. It was like, okay, like we, <laughs> we made the goal from here, you know, it was, it was a cool experience. Definitely. Well, here's what, here's an illustration is after the 5k, every one of your finishes were above your finishing position uh -huh. and you, you barely moved up the leaderboard. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's what was so frustrating. It was like, I felt like I was doing better and then, <laughs> and then I still feel like I didn't even move. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Were, I felt like my last great. day was one of my best days. Um, and I still... Besides one event, I think one event, I was like, yeah, it didn't do great. And, um, yeah, I expected to, to jump up more, but it was, it was really hard to get points. Yeah. From the intervals to the end, you had a really good day and a half. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so about, so let's talk the Olympic total. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a video floating out there on Instagram uh, of your reaction to your clean and jerk where yeah. huge smile on your face. And then you do a pirouette. Yeah. Everyone loves the spin. <laughs> yeah. Is is that going to be your new thing? I think it's going to be my new thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect, so I did that. I finished the total and I feel like I'm like soaking in the floor. I'm like looking around like soaking, like kind of doing like a, like a round, like looking at this, this, the stadium. And I'm like, all right, soak it in. This is the last event you're going to do at the games. Like, 
this could be it. I didn't know what place I was in. So I was, I don't know if I'm 22nd or, you know, 19th. I have no clue where I am. Um, cause I, I told my coach, like, don't tell me. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to know. And I just want to go out there and do my absolute best and like think in my head what I, what I'm confident in hitting and just, and just hundred percent hit that. And that's all I want to do. And that's what I did. It turns out I was in 20th when I went into that event. <laughs> and then uh, coming off the event, I, I like walked over to my coach and I was like, what place was I in? She's like, you were in 20th. And I was like, oh. I was like, I think that was enough. Like, I think that was, that had to have been enough. <laughs> I pulled it up. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, the, the audience has to see it. I'm like, I'm like One. shaking. Like I'm literally <laughs> kind of about to crash. <laughs> And I love the arms above the head for the pirouette. It was almost ballet. Yeah, it was really smooth. I don't, I don't have that in me typically. I'm not, not sure who that was. What I love is you're not even up out of the jerk yet, and you're already celebrating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't ever really miss a jerk. Like I was going to miss it on the clean, so I was like, okay, hold it together. And then once it was overhead, I'm like, okay, it's it's locked. <laughs> yeah. Frank was saying he was uh, watching and like, what are you doing? Just stand it up before you scream. Like, Relax. But I had some media people come up to me and they were like, I liked your spin. I liked your twirl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't know you did it on the floor until after you were told? And No, I think there was like a blackout moment kind of thing. Or just like, I just did what was like so natural for me, I guess. And then I watched the video. I was like, oh, that was smooth. Look at me. <laughs> that makes it even better. Yeah. Next like, one will be like so a, a complete, just terrible and I'll never do it again. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. So your other big event from the weekend was the inverted medley. Um, you have a gymnastics background. I would say that if I was going to pick an event for you, it would be that one. And I think you're frozen. Oh, no. Did we lose you, Shelby? Well, while we're waiting for her to come back, I'm going to see. I th think she has a clip of her doing the inverted medley. Um, can you hear me? Oh, there we go. I can now. Sorry. Frank so I set me. up your inverted medley um, that you took fourth in. And I know you have this on Instagram, so I'm going to go ahead and share that while you're getting adjusted. And so here's some pictures from the inverted medley. You took fourth. I, yep. as I said before you went off that... Um, that if I was going to pick an event for you with your gymnastics background to do well, and it would be this one, mm -hmm. did you expect to do well in this event? I did. Yeah. I thought, I thought this could potentially be like a first place. Um, but I think just with what heat I was in, it was going to be really hard to pull that out. Um, so like the, in the heat after me, someone beat me by like half a second or something or like one second which kind of stinks because uh, I, I think if we were together, we would have probably pushed each other more and it would have been maybe a better or like a little, not, I'm not saying unfair, but a little bit more like the person who was supposed to win would have more opportunity to fight for it a little bit more. Um, but then there was like two, two, I don't know who Daniel Brandon, I know won the event. Um, 
but yeah, this I knew this was gonna be a good event as long as I didn't mess up and like fall in the handstand push-ups. I was very worried about that because they had to be, you know, unbroken big sections. And did you do them unbroken? Did you have any falters? I went up the ramp, down the steps, did all eight unbroken. And then I think I took a break before the last stairs, I think. And okay. went up the stairs and then did a half turn. Or maybe maybe I took a break in the middle of the eight. I'm not really sure, but I know I had like a little, I don't know if you remember, I had like a little falter on the the <laughs> 180 turn, <laughs> which was pretty... It was pretty close call, but I like barely made it. I kind of almost fell off and then like turned and like got really excited and the crowd was was into it. So that was kind of fun because I was like, yes, I did it. I made it through. Now I get to pull over. So I know you you were talking about when we were talking about cuts, about the the people trying to make a living on this or a little bit of a living on this. Mm -hmm. Um I actually ran into the owner of Black Label Supplements. Oh, nice. <laughs> and your name came up in our conversation about that he had just signed you. Yeah. And they yeah. were so excited because <laughs> you were exactly the type of athlete they want on their roster. Yeah, they're awesome. Like, it's really cool to have a, a company that has been with me, you know, for over two years and before I made it to the games, which it's really tough as like a rookie. Like, you want to get sponsors. You want to get you know, as much money and support as you can. Um, but a lot of times the big names will not take you until you make it to the games. But a big thing with me is like, I want to stick with a company that believed in me from the start. And so I was really hoping that Black Label would want to stay with me and like keeps continue supporting me. And as I grow and they were really interested in that, which I was really excited about. Um, so yeah, and I love their products. Like I've been using them since, um, since the Granite Games. <laughs> My coach was like, take this creatine between every single workout, like making me just take shots of like <laughs> the pure power. It's, it works, man. I, <laughs> I gained like 10 pounds, so I, I definitely needed it. <laughs> yeah. He was one of the nicest guys I met at the games this year. Um, and he could not say enough glowing things about you. <laughs> I'm um, so, so excited. We're going to, I'm going to go to Idaho, which might be a trip I do before we do buy. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful. Um, and do a little exploring over there, but also do some stuff with black label. So I'm excited. Yeah. So such a cool guy. And so my question to you is, have you been, a, now that you are a games athlete, now that you are a top 20 games athlete, have you been approached more from sponsors and do you have someone to represent you or is, do you do it all yourself? Um, so I started working with an agent, um, like right after semifinals, I was talking to, um, one and, I figured, you know, let's give it a try because um, I kind of see CrossFit as like a supplementary income for me um, to, you know, I have my engineering job, which provides the majority of it, which I'm building a nice space. But then it's nice to also have like a side hustle, I guess, of, <laughs> of CrossFit. Um, but I needed some help with like reaching out to sponsors and with my job, like it's just hard to, to do it all myself. I, I tend to miss stuff. Um, so I definitely appreciated the help. So I am working with an agent right now. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it has There's been cool because like, it's, it's just more connections, like more connections with them and their other athletes. And, and like, I wouldn't be going to Dubai if it wasn't for my agent. So opportunities like that, I'm very thankful for. And 
it's definitely a new experience. Like, it's so weird when, when I'm like, my people are talking to their people. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I feel kind of crazy, but. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we tried an agent for a minute. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for us. Yeah. Um, and, but we're in a different kind of space than you are as an athlete. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm. I'm doing this and have to make comments about people or rank people. And that yeah. doesn't really go well with an agency that also represents the same movie ranking. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, but wad zombie, do you know who that is? He is makes, page? he's a meme page oh. and he makes the trading cards. The what cards? The trading cards that are out there. Of the oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember seeing those. I don't remember seeing one for me, but whatever. <laughs> well, I have a connection. Yeah. So he wants to know who you're represented by. Oh, um, I'm represented by Lucille with Bachland Management. Okay. And she's based out of um she was in Dubai, but she might be in Europe. And I know she's in Europe. Iceland? So, yeah, a little international. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yes, yeah, has yeah, been around for a while now. Yeah, I, I was definitely, well, I was really excited when they approached me because I, like, I love traveling and I was just saw that as like, they're going to have more connections where I want to be, which is exactly what I was hoping for. And so far, so good. So, yeah, what's crazy is most of the agencies are in Europe now. Really? Yeah, other than like lab management and uh, Bijan, I think the rest are all in Europe. Yeah, I honestly don't. I didn't even realize people had agents until maybe like the start of this year. I started seeing people tagging like these management agencies. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. wait, these people aren't doing them. They're this themselves. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so stupid. I thought they were like doing a lot of this themselves. Yeah, I think, it all started, I think it started with Matt Fraser and Matt O'Keefe. They just kind of, through a friendship, developed this thing. Mm-hmm. And then other people wanted help too. So O'Keefe started helping them. And then then other people started jumping in the game because they saw it was a viable opportunity. Yeah, yeah it seems uh, like a really cool growing. job. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you a couple fun questions about the games. Sure, yeah. Uh, a couple of serious questions. I'm going to blend them together. Okay. <laughs> um, what, what was your favorite workout from the games? Favorite workout was the log, muscle up log. I think it's called just muscle up yes. log. Um, that was really cool because cool. it was cool because <laughs> the logs were set to the same height as the men and the women. Um, and I remember them saying the height of the logs, and they're like, "Okay, it's four and a half feet, and then five feet, and then five and a half feet." And I was like, "Oh." Not that high. And I was like, wait, I'm five two. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not even five and a half feet. <laughs> so then I had to like think about it. It's like, okay, it's gonna be really high. <laughs> like I had that like super overconfidence, like, oh yeah, the last log is only five and a half feet, and didn't realize like that's actually really high. So it was a really cool experience. I feel like I paced it really well. I got all my muscle ups unbroken. So it was like I made a plan, I stuck to it, and then I also got to like do a really cool event on the floor. It was just really cool to like, I think it was a cool event to watch. It was a cool event to do with the last bag being like red and extra heavy and trying to get it over. Um, it was just a really 
really fun of that. It was like very games esque. It was like nothing you could guess, but awesome. It was it was games esque, but at the same same time, it felt like something you did in the park as a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just you know, like and, very aesthetically pleasing too. I don't know. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a great one. So my next one, harder, competing all weekend or dancing in the tier booth? Probably. <laughs> so they don't like my videos. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I look, well, so yeah, I'm better at competing, obviously. So I'll probably say it was harder to dance in the tier booth. Yeah, I, um, I got to share that video if as soon as I can find it. I know I, look, I saw it on here. I look a little goofy. Well, they said, they're like, okay, how about this? No one's balanced the shoe on their head. Try that. And so I did it for about like half a second and it fell off. And then I just picked it up and started doing something like totally goofy. Yeah, it's, um, it is priceless. Let's just say that. <laughs> and here is Shelby um, in the tear booth doing her thing. <laughs> I added like the disco effect. <laughs> Okay, yeah, awesome. Miss Editor over here. <laughs> you, you got the you got the wave going. Yeah, with the shoe in the middle. Product placement is spot on. The product, yeah. I'm decked out in yellow. I added the disco effect. I mean, <laughs> yeah, dead on. Follow yeah. me. I applaud the effort. <laughs> um, so how? So I'm I'm assuming Tier sponsored you during the games. Yeah. What's it like to have major sponsorships like that at the games? And what are your obligations? Or are they very conscientious of they want you to do as well as you can? So we're going to back off. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really refreshed on it. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it if I'm not supposed to. But it's pretty like the North. <laughs> Kenneth said moves like Jagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty basic stuff of like just wearing their clothes as much as possible and like making posts about them. And I was wearing their stuff like crazy training up for the game. So it was very easy. Like everything I posted about my training, I was always wearing tier. Um, and then just same thing while I'm at the games, like posting stories and making posts and essentially that. Yeah. 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 I think that's common knowledge. Yeah. Um, I just like, did you have to go to the booth much? Because like you had to go to the booth to film that. Yeah, I went to the booth to they. It was really cool. They did so we got like a we had the noble pickup right from for the games, but then we also had um, a tier pickup, and so that's why I was there for was to grab all the attack yellow, which it was a really like really cool because I got like six more pairs of shoes to add to my like other seven pairs of shoes that I got. It was a lot. I think I had like twenty pairs of shoes in my in my room like they definitely spoiled us and they didn't like hold back every single athlete got that care package and like i was lucky enough because of my shoe size like at random shoe size i got like their new carbon fiber runner shoes so I'm, I'm so excited i can't wait to run <laughs> never said that line ever in my life but <laughs> we'll go with it um <clears throat> so did you fly or did you drive to the games we flew how many extra suitcases did you need to get back? Actually, so we didn't need any because Noble gave us like three bags with all our stuff. 
so you don't even need suitcases. We thought we were gonna buy them when we were there, but you just shove everything in this the bags that it, that it came with, I guess, and then just check those. So okay. we were pretty stoked about that, saving money. <laughs> so my next question is, what did you learn most about yourself at the games? Oh, that's a deep one. <laughs> huh, that's a tough one, I guess. Um, I would probably say just, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> I'd probably say like overcoming, you know, failure, I guess. Like just, just getting more reps in there, obviously. Like you experience that at every competition, but just getting in more reps in like a bigger stage of like having a really bad event and then having to recover from it. So the alpha redo, redo I um, got like a really bad no rep on a legless rope climb that pretty much took me out of the rest of the workout because I had gone from the bottom of the rope to the top of the rope all the way down to the bottom. I would call it a good rep. My, my judge called it a no rep. And I had just exasperated like every single ounce of pull I had left after I had waited like two minutes before even attempting that climb. And so it kind of felt like it could, it got the, I got the feeling of like, oh, like the world's against me. Like there's nothing I can do to stop, you know, you know, like poor calls and all this stuff. Um, but I still managed to like pull through. I think Helen was the next event or something, something like that. <laughs> There was like, like ski, ski bag oh, was ski bag. oh god yeah it was like a double whammy it was like two in a row, in a row. so brutal kicking me while I'm down I, ski bag went even worse and so like alpha redo was like a hit to my ego even though I didn't place that bad like I think I was still kind of mid pack it wasn't like as detrimental as I thought it would be it was emotionally detrimental ski bag was terrible placing but emotionally it wasn't as detrimental I felt like I gave it my best and I just kind of had a bad event and like couldn't figure it out in six minutes. And that just is what it is. Like, I really felt like I kept trying and I feel like that was a good, like it was like a strong moment for me, even though my placing on the leaderboard didn't reflect it. I was able to like mentally keep pushing and then give it one last, like, okay, let's bring it all together. Let's get the leaderboard placing and the effort all into one workout. Let's leave it all out there on Helen. Right. Which was the last workout that day. Okay, yeah. cool. Glad I remember. <laughs> Yeah, you. Thank goodness you had a fourth, and then you sandwiched the two bad ones between that and your Helen, which was a twelfth. Yeah, Helen was great, and which Helen, I mean, it, it was good movements for me besides the run. So it was like for me, which is all a running workout. Like all the other movements, I was like, these are one of my you know best movements, probably best movements they could announce. And then it's like running. Okay, all we have to do is just run as hard as we possibly can, and like be very confident in ourselves from the for the rest. So it's it's funny if you you had the no rep on a rope climb because that was your Achilles heel that prevented you from going to the games the year before. Yeah. And then so that is that why it was more emotionally devastating? Yeah, I think so. Because you work on it so much. And like even though I worked on it as a ton and proved it at semifinals when I had a great event on the rope climbs and it went great. Like it's still something I'm gonna have to keep working on and like Physically, it's something I'll have to work on, but also like mentally, it's still in your head that this is a, a movement that has messed you up in the past. So you have to be careful. Like there'll always be kind of that um, like hesitation if you won't continue to train it. So 
it definitely was very frustrating because I was like, I can't wait to show this at the games and how much better I've gotten at rope climbs. Like, again, it wasn't just a fluke the first time. Like, I can do it consistently twice. Um, and I feel like I had so much more to show, but it's okay. So my next question is, have you met with your coach about the upcoming season and how, because I think if, if I'm as examining you as an analyst, mm -hmm. the one thing that has to get better is you have the ups and the downs of the games. Oh yeah. You, you have events that were really good and events that were really bad. And how do you close those gaps? Right. Yeah. So have yeah. you had that meeting with your coach to determine how you're going to close the gaps? Uh, no, because we were going to, and then I sprained my ankle and she's like, just take a week. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, sounds good. So we we're definitely more relaxed and chill. I feel like, I mean, from what I, I know about other people and what I assume about other people and how they think about the season. And for me, it's better to, you know, worry about the season, the least amount as possible of the years I can, the least number of months of the year um because that that like emotional drain of thinking about constantly having to like improve yourself is very draining um so we have dubai on the horizon and we'll definitely probably have a meeting i think in like a week or two to address that i've definitely started thinking about it like i've brainstormed i i want to go through and like watch all the events and like take notes and and uh, have all that concrete, but for now, I'm just kind of enjoying training. And I, I mean, I know myself. I know a lot of what I need to work on. So a lot of it will might be a really quick conversation, like, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. We already know. All right, let's get ready. Let's get rolling. Like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, so you're big into self evaluation anyway. So it's not going to be a big thing for you. Yeah. Um, I've had the conversation more so with like Frank, and we've talked about kind of what we both think about how I performed and, and it's, it's hard because so it's like, so is it a, is it a mental, was it a mental issue on that workout or was it a physical issue? Um, because that we would attack very differently and we don't want to mistake a physical issue for a mental one. Um, so that's a great point. So how much does Frank look like Jack Farlow? I apparently, <laughs> apparently a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I I talked to him after and I'm like, Frank, why are you talking about your lifting with him? Like, did you lift with him today? And he's like, no, I've never even talked to this guy. And I'm like, you know who that is, right? And he's like, yeah, I think. And, and oh my God, I was like, I think he thinks you're the strongest man at the games. Like he thinks you are the winner of the Olympic total, dude. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that's a big deal. That's a really big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners who don't know, it's Andrew Hiller who made the mistake. Yeah. Hiller Someone thought who... Frank was Jack Farlow and was like they had a whole like it was like a five minute conversation where Frank just kept kept on the persona of Jack Farlow and didn't correct him. <laughs> and then we're in the elevator. I'm like, dude, he thinks you're Jack Farlow. <laughs> and... Like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'll let him think that. <laughs> like, oh my God. That dude is, is engaged in the CrossFit community as anybody. Yeah. And yeah. made that mistake. Yeah. He Man. made him like, he made Frank take a like quad pick with him. So that exists now. 
So there's a quad pick of Frank and, and Hiller and a quad pick of him and Jack Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Oh, God. I remember it happening during the games, but it's such a blur. that, And now it's yeah. coming back to me, the quad pick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was like, then we saw him later and he's like, dude, I like went to dinner with Savon and I showed him the picture of me and who I thought was Jack Barlow. And he was like, dude, that's not Jack Barlow. That's Frank. That's Shelby's boyfriend. He doesn't even, he's not even competing at the games. <laughs> oh, I love that Frank just went with it. Yeah. Frank, Frank will do that. Like he'll just go along with it. That is the best. Um, because so I'm going to finish up with stuff that has nothing to do with CrossFit. Okay. I was doing research on you today and uh, I found your resume on LinkedIn. Okay. Is that out of date? <laughs> probably. I, probably out of date. Most, most stuff on LinkedIn I get is really old and people forget they put it there. And when I bring it up, they get surprised yeah. when, I, when I bring it up. Because um, I don't think I've updated my LinkedIn in like five years. But anyway, um, I'm looking at what you did at NC State. Yeah. You are credited with being an inventor for the development <laughs> of canine patient-specific 3D-printed cutting and drilling guide. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I got my I name in a, in a research article, like a journal article, I guess, like a paper. Because I was like the engineer. I wasn't really an engineer yet. I was like a student, but, you know, we can do it <laughs> as a student. Um, I was like the sole engineer on that cutting guide project, so... That was a really cool experience to have as an undergraduate. I don't think most people get to do that. And I got to like peer review the, the article and then get my name name in it. So. so so is it like a template that goes on the animal that shows you where to cut or yeah, yeah. So essentially like surgeons can pre-plan their cuts and you know the, you can look at a CT scan and see where a tumor is and then decide on your margins like how much margin you want to cut away from that tumor to ensure you get all of it all the smaller tumors around it i don't know the word for it um pre-plan those cuts and then make a cutting guide which is like a 3d printed mold i guess that fits on like the bone kind of um and then make those cuts exactly how you want the day of surgery instead of having to freehand it which is what a lot of them do now wow that's so cool and then your next line is, you constructed 3D printed spine models <laughs> from CT scans for visualization and optimization of pediatric medical procedures. <laughs> now we're not even talking animals, we're talking kids. <laughs> yeah, that was a really another really cool experience. I got to segment out that, that spine, a couple of spines for a, a doctor at UNC. And um, he used them kind of preoperatively Sorry, yeah, preoperatively and then also while in surgery to kind of visualize what he was going to do. Um, but yeah, some of those, I think I have some pictures on there, but some of those spines were, it was horrifying how much scoliosis they had. Like the spines were in a C, like a literal C and I'm printing them and, and like printing them life size, if that makes sense. Like yeah. not, not at all scaling them up or scaling them down, printing them life size and they're tiny and they're, they're curved. It was very sad, but. 
apparently this, the procedure went great. So. And then the last medical thing was you collaborated <laughs> with veterinary surgeons and mechan mechanical engineers to design a process for load testing 3D bone models <laughs> at the Center for Addictive Manufacturing and Logistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were making, wow. we were trying to make like um, mimic bone with 3D printed material and bone is porous. It's, it's like a very special material. It's viscoelastic, a viscoelastic. So we were trying to see if we could like in some way mimic it, its strength properties by printing it with like something that wasn't related to bone at all. Um, I don't think we were successful, but we tried. <laughs> I left before that one finished. <laughs> and then you moved to motorsports. Yeah. <laughs> and you were responsible for mold design and manufacturing layup of carbon fiber composite parts. You are exposing me over here. <laughs> I just want, my I want to know how smart you are. <laughs> I, yeah, I tried to do a lot of things in college. Like I tried to be the best engineer I could, even though I wanted to do biomed engineer. I was in chemical engineering and I was doing a biomed research job, um, doing all these kind of like different projects that would really like surgeons and other, you know, vets would come to us with like ideas. And there's like, do you think you can make it? And, and we would try our best to fulfill what they were interested in, whatever projects they wanted to do. And like, I think when I left students were working on prosthetics, I didn't get to work on any, but the projects just kept changing in the, in the biomed realm. Um, and then I wanted some more hands, I wanted some other hands-on experience with like working in a, a shop environment. And so that's why I went with formula. Um, cause I wanted, I was like surrounded by mechanical engineers, essentially the only chemical engineer on the team and just wanted to get a chance to like physically build a car. It's kind of what we did. It's like a formula one style car, but I was on the, the composites team. So I did like the carbon fiber work so that all the aero, But yeah, <laughs> you you blow me away. <laughs> it was crazy. It was I don't know how I did. I, I still don't know. I, I literally would go somehow I trained, did school and I would be at the shop till like 2 a.m. And then just rinse, repeat every single day. I don't know. Felt different back then. <laughs> From the minute I met you at um, the Mac or what the syndicate, whichever one it was. I know it was one of those Knoxville semifinals mm -hmm. and you finished top five in every event, but one, Yeah. like I've been following your career and you, you just, every time I do research, I find new and fascinating <laughs> things about you. Just keep digging. <laughs> I got to yeah. Google my name and do a, a thorough search of, and deletion so that you can't, <laughs> you can't track me. Well, I could not be more excited for you getting the invite to Dubai getting the opportunity to travel to Europe and see so many sites, because I know that is a huge um, stress reliever for you being able to travel and see the world. It's going to be exciting for you and congratulations on an amazing rookie season at the CrossFit games. I cannot wait to see what you do in the upcoming seasons. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on and everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for the comments. Sorry. I didn't get to a lot of them. Uh, we just kept chatting and, um, but thank you so much for being here and we'll catch everybody next time on 
the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview. 